guys, hope you're all well. This is Finding Yourself, the podcast series dedicated to movie, TV, sports and gaming. I'm your host, Kyle Duffy, and in today's episode, I have a good bit I want to get through, so let's get into it. First off, I hope you're all having a good week, feeling happy, productive and healthy. This past weekend, I was actually up in Dublin with my girlfriend, Leanne, and her sister and husband. We had booked in to see the Book of Mormon in the Borgosh Theatre, so I want to talk about that first before I get into anything else. Absolutely love this musical, guys. If you're thinking about going to see a musical this year or next year, go see Book of Mormon. It's created by the creators of South Park, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. And if you're a fan of South Park, you'll love the show. But also, if you're a fan of satirical comedy and satirical musicals as well, you'll love the show as well. The singing was amazing. The songs were excellent. I'm actually listening to the soundtrack on my phone since I saw the musical. I was laughing from start to finish. And as well as that, it's a very smart take on a satirical comedy about religion. You know, it's not. It, there's no punches below the belt. They talk about real things that the Book of Mormon discuss and kind of just in South Park humor take the piss out of it. So again, like I said, if you're a fan of South Park and if you're a fan of musicals, this is kind of like amalgamation of both of those things. So I would definitely give my stamp for approval on the Book of Mormon and definitely recommend that you go see it if you have the chance. I didn't know how I would like this musical, to be honest. I knew... In theory, I would like it, but I didn't know how I would like sitting down and watching a musical, if you get what I mean. Some people like sitting down and watching musicals, others don't. And I just wanted to like sitting down and watching this musical. And I did, thank God. I loved every minute of it. I don't have a lot of experience going to see musicals. Like I mentioned, this is the first one I saw in person. The only other experience I have watching musicals is on TV. I got into Hamilton, I think, a couple of years ago. We were actually turned on to that by... Leanne's sister and husband as well we went up to visit them one night and we stayed over two nights I think it was and the first night they made us sit down and watch Hamilton all the way through they had already seen it a couple of times on Disney Plus by then but we absolutely loved it I think Leanne cried during two songs of it and yeah it was such a good musical Lin-Manuel Miranda I always get mixed up when I say that name Lin-Manuel Miranda such a talented person such a talented singer and composer and creator in general the musical hamilton again i can't talk about that enough and i would definitely recommend watching on disney plus if you get a chance and also getting tickets to go see it if it ever comes across your way and you get a chance to go see hamilton take it because i know for a fact that if i ever get a chance to go see that musical i'm there with bells on to be honest Again, like I said, the songs in the Book of Mormon are so good. I'm actually listening to the soundtrack on my phone all week. This week, I was listening to it earlier on when I was getting ready. I can't get enough of this musical. We saw it in the Borgosh Theatre, and I was actually pretty nervous about being in an enclosed space with other people, you know, because of COVID, but the restrictions had lifted. So I thought, okay, I'm not doing anything wrong here. But again, I think like a lot of people, getting back to normal things like going to concerts or going to musicals or stuff like that and being in an enclosed space with other people that aren't in your social circle in terms of covid is always going to be a bit nerve-wracking to begin with but again we have to get back to normal life at some stage so but in the end it wasn't that nerve-wracking at all you know we had book seats we were up in the higher tiers and 
our row was completely empty besides me and Leanne. So that was a big let off for me and a big comforter. And as well as that, things were strict there. You know, people couldn't be sitting down with their masks on. And when we went out to go for intermission and get snacks, you know, people had to social distance there. And, you know, there was a level of organization and strictness to make sure that people felt comfortable going to the Borgosh Theatre that day and making sure that they felt comfortable in terms of the guidelines for COVID and stuff like that. Speaking of the intermission, we had 20 minutes intermission and we weren't allowed to bring drinks back in in terms of alcohol, so like, you know, pints. And I didn't know that, so I ordered a Heineken. And then they put on the intercom, they were like, drinks are not allowed back in. And Leanne was like, oh, sucks for you. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, I can bring this in, but you can't bring that in because you'll spill it. So I had to down a pint of Heineken in the middle of a hallway in the Borgosh Theatre. It probably looked like such an alcohol. But I was thinking to myself, I paid for this drink. I'm going to drink it. And Leanne looking at me down on this pint of Heineken. <laughs> it was awful funny. But yeah, again, like I said, such a good experience going to the Borgosh on the Friday to see Book of Mormon. Would definitely recommend it if you get the chance to do this musical. 100%. Later on that night, we actually went out to a bar and restaurant called Token. Really cool setup. If anyone hasn't been to Token in Dublin, it's basically a restaurant with arcade games. So you go in, you buy tokens at the checkout desk or whatever, and you're brought to your seat, you sit down, they tell you, listen, you can order food here. When you're at your table, you can take your mask off. But when you're roaming around playing games, put your mask on. And we sat down, ordered food, and the food was fucking lovely. I had a chicken burger with everything on it. First time I ever had like a chicken burger with everything on it. Normally, I'm very picky with my food. And Leanne will tell you this if she's ever on an episode with me. She's really opened my eyes in terms of trying new foods and stuff like that. But yeah, I had a chicken burger and she was astounded that I was, that I was, that I was having a chicken burger. Which is not a big step for me because I like chicken and I like burgers. It's only right that I like a chicken burger, but I had like gherkins on it and different sauces and stuff like that. So she must be very proud that I'm coming out of my coming out of my comfort zone in terms of food. But anyway, the food was fucking lovely. After we finished our food, we ordered a few drinks and we were allowed to roam around then and play a few arcade games. And they have really cool arcade games. They had a Simpsons fighting game from back in the day. They had like Mario Kart. They had pinball machines downstairs. They had like, you know, old style shooting games and they had a Ninja Turtles game as well. And the restaurant itself, in terms of setups and like how it looked, looked really cool. You know, there were tables behind us that had, you know, glass platforms on them. And underneath the glass platform, there was little like toys. So under one table in the glass platform, there was wrestling toys, you know, like so the rock wrestling toy and Stone Cold Steve Austin and all that collection toys, you know, that kind of way. And under another one, there was like pogs and stuff like that. And on the walls, they had wallpaper of Cabbage Patch Kids. And it was a, such a cool vibe and such a cool theme for a restaurant, you know. I went down to the bathroom one stage and I thought, okay, the upstairs looks great. How's the downstairs look? I went into the bathroom and they have the bathroom decorated like vintage graffiti. So they have graffiti all over the walls to make it look like it's a derelict building and... The bathroom is supposed to look run down 
and graffiti but they actually style it that way it's so cool as well as that the workers were so nice in there and there was great service in the restaurant i have a bad thing to say about the workers in there they were lovely to us while we were there the only bad thing i could say about my experience in token is not from the restaurant itself but from a covid perspective you know like i mentioned when we were brought to our seats we were told listen masks off at the table if you want but once you're up and roaming around masks on protocol you know and that's all right and everything that was their protocol and that was their strict guidelines in terms of their restaurant but at some stage you know people are drinking and i think just before we left we were looking around me and leanne we were afraid to go away from our table because people at that stage did not give a fuck there was no masks on and at that stage there's not much the workers can do in terms of like up hearing the conduct in the restaurant you know they can't be like put your mask on or get out you know because again businesses are just starting to make money back are trying to make money back and having people in the restaurant is going to make the money back so they're not going to say okay get out or you know put on your mask you know cop on and people are drunk people are drinking you know they're not going to pay attention to that so at some stage the mask wearing went out the window and i think that's the way it's going to be for a while to be honest you know when people get a few drinks with them they don't give a COVID's not real once a few drinks are consumed to be honest and that's the way it is going to be in most pubs as well you know pubs are going to be able to open up and say listen you know you need your vaccination cert you need to be able to do contact tracing and stuff like that have to wear your mask when you're at your table but once someone gets a few guinnesses into them or heinekens covid's not real you know they're going to be back doing the same regular thing because they're thinking okay things are back to normal i can get away with taking my mask off now because a few drinks on me everyone's drunk everyone's doing it again it was scary enough and at some stage it did kind of ruin the feeling of it for me and i thought okay now i want to go home now i want to go back to the hotel and just chill out because at some stage you don't feel not that you don't feel safe but you feel like oh i'm taking more of a risk than i want to be in here if anyone has had that experience going out to eat so far during lockdown let me know it was the first time i felt that way but again it was the first time i was up in dublin for a night out in ages so i don't know if all places in dublin are like that but that was the experience in token near the end of the night other than that it was a great experience up in dublin we stayed in the clayton hotel which is a very nice hotel across from the borgosh theater so even when we checked in or not checked in even when we finished up at the borgosh theater we didn't have to travel very long to get to our hotel we just had to walk across the street which was great and our rooms were lovely again because we were so busy that night we were just treating it like a locker we were in and out maybe twice and we went in after the musical just to rest for a while until our dinner and then came home and just went to bed and then checked out the next morning early we had to get down early the next day overall it was a good experience and i really enjoyed it again my first time seeing a musical in person really enjoyed it it's nice to know that i actually enjoy seeing musicals because leanne loves going seeing live events so it's great this is something we can do together and enjoy together as a couple let me know if you've been away anywhere recently how did you find it in terms of covid the restrictions and the guidelines with restaurants and stuff like that is there any 
time you're away that you felt uncomfortable kind of like i did at the end of the night there in token or do you feel like most places you've been have been very good at holding up guidelines and again let me know if you're into musicals what musicals do you love hate have you seen the book of mormon have you seen hamilton have you seen any musical live in, per- live in person? And if so, which one? For the rest of my week, obviously, I have CRC on Tuesday and Thursday, the podcast Wednesday and Friday. So I'm keeping myself busy each week, making sure that I open my skills and learn as much as I can for the radio and the podcast. On my Tuesday show this week, I'll be talking about The Good Place, which is a TV show available up on Netflix, starring Kristen Bell and Ted Danson. And as well as that, I'll be talking about the follow-up movie to Army of the Dead, which is Army of Thieves. It was released this week on Netflix. I watched it right away because I said I want to do a quick follow-up just so I get ahead of the curve, you know. So I watched Army of Thieves this week and I'm going to review that along with The Good Place on CRC on my Tuesday show. I'm thinking for my Thursday show to review The Tiger King simply because season two will be coming out at the end of November. And I want to make sure that in terms of CRC and reviewing stuff on the radio that I'm ahead of the curve, like I said. And I'm thinking in terms of a movie, I might go see Dune or I might do Jumanji. I don't know why I have the urge to do Jumanji. I think I have the urge to review it because I was watching Jumanji The Next Level on Netflix there the last day. And I remembered how much I enjoyed the first Jumanji with Kevin Hart and The Rock. So I think that's why I want to do it for the Thursday show. But who knows, I might change my mind and end up doing a more current movie. But that's what I'm thinking for the Thursday show so far. So that's my plan this week with CRC and obviously the podcast. I've been trying to make sure I get two episodes out each week. And it's been working for me, you know. I feel productive. Sometimes during the week I feel like I leave things too late and... You know, with the Wednesday podcast, I normally record on the Monday. I'm recording this one on the Tuesday so that I have time to edit it and upload it and that it's uploaded the way I want it to. And I have to remember to give myself enough time so I don't feel panicked or rushed or experience burnout, you know, because that's how burnout happens. You take too much on, you let things slip through the cracks and your work starts to degrade and you start becoming less happy with your work over time. And I don't want that to happen. I want to still feel passionate about the podcast and feel like I'm putting out quality podcasts instead of quantity of podcasts, you know. So that's what I'm trying to make sure I I keep that balance with the podcast. Speaking of the podcast, I was down chatting with my sister there the last day and she was asking, you know, I want to hear the podcast I was on, the Brooklyn Nine-Nine one. And I said, you know, you can find it up on Spotify or Anchor FM and she went up on Spotify And it turns out the music I've been using for my episodes have been overpowering my audio. I hope to God that's not the case with all the episodes I've used music on. But she was listening to it and she goes, is this music the whole time? And I was like, yeah, it's in the background. She goes, well, it's too loud. I can't hear us talking. And I was thinking, for fuck's sake, if that's the case with all of the episodes I've used music on, then I'm not going to use the music anymore. So... If any of you have listened to other podcasts, episodes on Anchor FM or Spotify, if you just let me know how the audio sounds in the episodes that has music in the background, are you able to hear my voice? Are you able to hear my guest's voice? Can you make out anything I'm saying? Or is the music too loud? Or is the music just right, in your opinion? 
I'd love to know your thoughts. It would really help me improve as a podcaster. But I am going to review most of the episodes that I have my music on just to be safe and to make sure that I'm doing the right thing in terms of not including the music. The only reason I wanted to include the music to begin with was to give a bit of like theatrics or atmosphere to things, especially with the true crime podcasts and the true crime episodes. It's nice to have that bit of ambiance and that background music to let you know what's going on or like to fit with the tone of the episode, you know, because it's very hard to listen to someone talk about gruesome stuff without anything in the background, I suppose. But maybe I don't need the music. Let me know in the comments up on Anchor FM, leave me a message up there, let me know if you think I should keep the music or leave it out. I'm leaning towards keeping it out at the moment because, again, it's not essential for me. I was just trying to maximize my podcast in terms of how it looks and sounds. So let me know what your opinion is on that. I want to get into the football right now because there's been a lot to talk about this week. There's been hirings and firings. Clubs have sacked managers and taken on new managers. There's been changes in the table positions in the Premiership. There's been shock results over the past weekend. And big games have been played. So let's get into it. First off, I want to start Man United, obviously, losing 2-0 to Man City. I'm not surprised. To be honest, I've just lost all faith in this team to get any kind of consistency going at all. And we should have consistency because we have a great team on paper. Only on paper. You know, the likes of Ronaldo, Sancho, Pogba, Greenwood, Rashford, you know, Wan-Bissaka. All of these players are individually good players. But when you put them in on the pitch together, we can't seem to get a win going or like a run of wins going. And I realise that the league we're in is one of the most competitive leagues in the world. And the teams that were easy to break down a couple of years ago are now stepping up to the marker and putting up fights. You know, the likes of Brighton aren't easy enough to beat anymore. You know, they'll scrap out victories or draws. You know, they scrapped out a draw against Liverpool there, a couple, I think it was a week ago or two weeks ago. But what I'm saying is, we have the quality to get a good win go, a good win ratio going and a good run going. But there's no consistency on the pitch. It doesn't translate to the pitch. And that's what's so frustrating to see. To see that your team has star quality players, world-class players, but it's not translating is so frustrating and i honestly don't know what the answer is let me know your opinions if you're a man united fan i'd love to get a dialogue going up on anchor fm but overall i think roy Keane was right he said when marini was sacked that these players down tools they threw marini under the bus they stopped playing for him and it might be the case that they've stopped playing for skullshire as well now no player seems to have come out and said anything particularly bad of us coach are they've all said you know we need to get on track you know harry Maguire has been vocal about saying our performances aren't good enough we need to get back on track sorry to the fans we don't want to be in this position we need to work our way out of it but you don't get a price on your head of 85 million or you know 100 million like some of these players have without having consistency why is consistency so hard to get there and these players have been playing together for a couple of years but i think roy Keane has something to it this particular group of players might be just down in tools for Skullshire again and making it look like it's more his fault than theirs. Because at some stage, the team should run it, not run itself, but like Pogba doesn't be, need to be told what to do. He's a natural player. Like Ronaldo is, what I'm saying is, it can't all be Skullshire's fault. 
And I know in the past I've said, you know, get him out of there. He doesn't have enough, enough experience. But who's to say if we get him out and get another manager in who does have experience winning trophies, what's to say it's going to be any different? We had a similar problem with Mourinho. He was a special one, you know. And I'd never thought I'd see the day when Mourinho was embraced at Old Trafford. But we did that. We set aside, you know, not our morals, but we set aside our differences of feelings about Mourinho and said, listen, he has experience winning trophies. He can turn us around. And he wasn't able to. Maybe that should tell us as a fan base that experience in a manager is not the problem. That maybe it's a culture in the dressing room. Maybe it's a culture in the players that are existing and playing at that club in this moment in time. But again, I don't really know. I'm kind of just spitting in the wind here and trying to feel my way in the dark. I don't know what is a switch we need to click on and off to kind of get back on track as a club at Man United. Because again, it's very disheartening to see. I don't know what's going to turn around. I don't know if the right man needs to come in as a manager and say listen get the fuck back on track you're man united get a hold of yourselves or whether you know it needs to be like several meetings with the players in terms of like talking about the culture and reshaping the club you know if the club culture has got off track i don't know if there's toxic players in the dressing room if there's toxic ideas going around if there's like mutinies in terms of like turning on the manager and not playing for the manager I don't know what's happening but all I know is I'm sick of sitting down to watch Man United and having no enthusiasm about the way we play about having no solid hope that we can win a game we should be winning and have won easily in the past so as a Man United fan I'm very disillusioned still and even if Scotia goes because it's looking like Scotia might go in the end but there has been no solid word. He's lost the 5-0 the 5-0 loss to Liverpool was a big one. I thought he'd be gone after that. No. The 2-0 loss to Man City. Eyebrows have to be raised now. I don't know whether they'll keep him or let him go. It's looking like they're going to keep him for now anyway. But if they do let him go and bring someone else in, something has to be done in terms of talking to the players and say, listen, what's going on? You had Mourinho here. You didn't play for him. You had Skullshar here. You didn't play for him. What is going to make me think you're going to play for me? Because Mourinho and Skullshar, in terms of accolades as managers, are worlds apart. Mourinho has won everything. He's won a Champions League. He's won multiple, I think, multiple premierships. He has the experience winning trophies and creating great players and managing great players. Why wasn't he able to get enough? out of Man United to get us a couple of trophies and to get us back on track as a club. You can say Skullshire is a problem because, oh, and I have in the past, I'm guilty of that. You can say, oh, he's not experienced enough, he hasn't won anything. And to be honest, he hasn't. But there's no point in saying that now because he's the manager. He knows how Man United work. He knows the culture of the club. That's what he has going for him. And I know it sounds like I'm flip-flopping on Skullshire, but I'm not. What I'm saying is, maybe my anger has been misplaced as a fan. Maybe I've been looking too much at the manager and being like, well, listen, it's your job to set the players upright. But he has no control over what the players do once they're going on the pitch. He can set up the tactics and everything like that. But if the, ma- if the players 
aren't taking heed of them and the players are purposely down in tools which Roy Keane as a pundit seems to think they've done in the past with Mourinho and are doing now that of course it's going to fail so I don't know let me know your opinion as a Man United fan again I would love to have a little bit of a dialogue with you up on Anchor FM you can leave me a message up there let me know your thoughts do you think Skullshire should be sacked and if so who would your ideal placement be for him staying in the category of manager sackings this week there was two other managers let go in the premiership Daniel Farke was let go from Norwich after their terrible run so far in the premiership as well as this Dean Smith was let go from Aston Villa after a bad run of form in the last few games and I would love to know your opinion on this Obviously, Norwich have had a terrible nightmare start to the season. We're 11 games in and they're bottom of the table. Aston Villa, with their recent bad run of form, they have slipped into 16th place. So I think sacking Dean Smith was a precaution they were taking. And to be honest, Dean Smith has had nothing but well wishes and love and support from the Aston Villa fans for what he's achieved with that club. Getting them back up into the Premiership, kind of revitalising the club has kind of gained him a cult following at Aston Villa and so he deserves you know having produced great talent like Jack Grealish and signing some great players in the past as well and fighting to compete in the Premiership and the Championship as well gaining promotion back up to the Premiership he's done a lot of that club to be proud of so I think the whole support at Aston Villa was sending him off with a fond farewell. Let me know your thoughts on these sackings. Do you think they were justified? I think a lot of you might agree that Daniel Farke was on his last legs in Norwich. And that might have been justified. But let me know what you think about Dean Smith. Do you think he should have been given a bit more time to turn things around there? Do you think they jumped a gun with sacking him? I'd love to know your opinion up on Anchor FM. In other news, we saw Eddie Howe hired as Newcastle manager. I think they were eyeing Eddie Howe for that job potentially for a while. And he is now confirmed as a new Newcastle manager. Let me know your opinion on that. I don't know how he's going to fare out. I think it's going to be a rocky road at the start. But with the money underneath them now. And hopefully with a solid game plan in place. And a solid tactical plan. And philosophy under the new owners. This could be Newcastle's chance as well as Eddie Howe's chance. To get a few trophies under their belt and progress as a club again i'd love to start a dialogue with you up on anchor fm if you're a newcastle fan how are you feeling about this appointment are you excited for Eddie Howe to start managing your club do you think that they should have went with someone else or are you happy with the appointment i want to finish up the football segment on today's episode with talking about the shock result over the weekend 3-2 to west ham over liverpool david moyes putting an end to Klopp's run with liverpool such an amazing game such amazing goals Trent Alexander's free kick stunning I heard I didn't see the first goal the West Ham goal but I heard it was an Alisson own goal and obviously Lanzini scoring and Kurt Zuma's header to put it away and make it 3-1 I think the defending there was abysmal on the corner and Alisson could do nothing about it he wasn't paying attention in my opinion on that corner Overall, the lesson I took from that game was Liverpool need to quit napping on games because West Ham took advantage of them and deserved their win. They were alert throughout the game. They were dangerous. And I was just thinking about that. David Moyes only really shines when he's 
dealing with underdogs when he's managing an underdog team he couldn't do anything with Man United but give him an Everton or a West Ham performs out of his skin and I think that's where he is best suited with the teams that people don't expect much from and that's how he performs he performs because he's an underdog but yeah it was such a great game to watch as a neutral and seeing some great goals again the Trent Alexander goal from the free kick was just not out of nowhere but it was just so casual and I really thought that the comeback was on then and they pulled it back to 3-2 in the end but not enough to be done near the end such a great result for West Ham and that means that they actually jump above Liverpool on the table the top four now reads Chelsea, Man City, West Ham and Liverpool amazing I don't know how long West Ham can go on this run for we're 11 games in the season but they show no signs of stopping they're not fatigued yet they have a great player in Mikel Antonio they have Suchek and Lanzini as well Kurt Zuma getting his first goal for the club so they have a lot good going for them and Dave Moyes seems very level-headed at the moment which should help them keep their head as well and just treat every game like it's a normal game and I think that's the way Ranieri looked at it when he won the Leicester um, when he won the Premiership of Leicester as well he treated every game like it was a normal game he didn't presume anything so I think that's the way West Ham need to go on and play moving forward if they want to keep their cool and keep their heads in games but again I suppose that's easier said than done but who knows it could happen in other games Arsenal won 1-0 again Emile Smith-Rowe proving that he is a great talent he was actually recently called up to the England squad for the first time his he'll be earning his first cap in the senior squad well deserved in my opinion he's a great young talent and obviously a great revitalizer for Arsenal at this stage they've actually leapfrogged Man United in the table they're now fifth Man United falling down sixth place so I think Arsenal fans can obviously now let out a big sigh of relief starting off the season the way they did jumping back they're now fitting the table nowhere near relegation where they were kind of at the start of the season question marks raised about Arteta again this could be Arteta revitalizing the club and getting things on track the way he wants it and if it is that then Arsenal fans will be glad that they held out with him again I'd love to know your opinion up on Anchor FM if you're an Arsenal fan what's your thoughts on Arteta obviously you must be happy that things have turned around for you at the club you obviously must be happy about Emil Rowe catching form let me know your thoughts on your team's performances so far I'd love to hear the thoughts of West Ham fans as well up on Anchor FM if you're a West Ham fan let me know your thoughts on your team performances so far you must be very excited obviously third place is a great position to be in and it's still early in the season you still have a lot to do but I'm sure you feel optimistic let me know your thoughts on what you think you need to do to keep this form going and keep on a challenge for European and Champions League football let me know your thoughts up on Anchor FM to finish off this episode I'm just going to be talking about what I've been watching this week I have been watching a lot of new episodes of stuff 
up on Disney Plus, they've released new episodes and a new season, actually, of The Simpsons. Season 32 has been released. So me and Leanne have been bombing through that. We only have like three episodes left, I think. I think there's 22 episodes in total, and we finished watching episode 19 last night. As well as that, I'm watching on a new Family Guy. I'm watching season 19, obviously. And season 20, episode 1, has been released up on Disney Plus as well. So hopefully they'll release the full season soon. Or maybe they're going to do episode week by week or something like that. So that's what I'm watching up on Disney Plus. As well as that, I watched Army of Thieves this week. I will talk a bit more about that in another episode. I want to review it first in CRC today. And then I'll talk about it maybe on Friday's episode a bit more in detail. As well as that, there's been a new season released of Big Mouth up on Netflix. If anyone seen that show, has seen that show, let me know what you think of it. I absolutely love it bit cringy and a bit weird in places and a bit uncomfortable but overall i fell in love with that show when i started watching it again i started watching that show when i was living in the apartment and the morning i started watching it it was a lovely morning i was really cozy in bed so i have nostalgic feelings about it and yeah it's season five up on netflix right now me and leanne are going to watch it this week we're really looking forward to that let me know what you're watching at the moment what platforms are you watching these days i'm watching more stuff on disney plus than netflix you know i'm still waiting on a good few things to be be released up on netflix i'm waiting on certain shows so i think i've been watching a lot more disney plus than netflix nowadays but again let me know what you're watching up online what are you streaming what shows are you watching and if you have any recommendations i'd love to know i'm always looking for new shows to watch but that's what i'm watching at the moment i'm gonna really enjoy binging through Big Mouth and finishing up The Simpsons as well as watching new episodes of Family Guy and Bless the Hearts as well. Let me know if any of you tried Bless the Hearts, that show, if you've watched it, what do you think? I would recommend trying Bless the Hearts. I know I said when I reviewed them before that it was a bit of a letdown but to be honest it is a good pastime show and even though you mightn't love it, it's something to watch in between certain shows have to be filler shows just the way it goes you know certain shows aren't going to blow your mind but they're going to be a good filler show for you and bless their hearts has done that for me i don't hate it i don't love it i'm in between about it you know but again i would definitely recommend watching family guy if you're like me and you've been disillusioned with the show in the past and you saw how downhill it went season 19 and 20 have copped on they've stopped doing stuff and focusing on stuff that makes it unfunny they've kind of gone back to their roots a bit more and they're not over relying on cutaways and stuff like that it's a bit more inventive and i'm really enjoying family guy at the moment i hope you are too if you're watching and let me know your opinion up on anchor fm this is where i'm going to end today's episode i hope you all enjoyed it again you can find my podcast finding yourself up on anchor fm and spotify i also have a youtube channel the finding yourself podcast where i upload highlights from each episode Again, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. This has been Finding Yourself with Kyle Duffy. Thanks for listening.